In today's What Students Want podcast, I'm delighted to be joined by James Dalton, Chief Operating Officer at Phone Media. In this podcast, we'll explore all things mobile, including what universities need to do to maximise their mobile strategy and what content the next generation of students really want to see on their journey. So sit back, relax and soak up all those juicy mobile marketing nuggets with me, Marcella Collins, Founder and MD at Prompt Marketing. Firstly, James, we've absolutely loved working on the campaigns with Faux Media for our clients. Um, can you give our listeners a little bit of an intro as to who you are and what you offer? So um, we've been going since uh, 2008. So 15 years this year is um, it's quite a milestone for us. And we were born um, out of agency world. So we worked um, agency side and we were probably a little bit sort of maybe a little bit nerdy, I think is probably the right word. And, you know, we focused quite heavily on what was happening in the mobile sector. And I was completely wowed by, you know, the first iPhone that came out and decided that this is where it was all going to be going. And this is the sort of the future of of technology and the future of marketing. So we were probably about two years too early. And, uh, yeah, I used to go to a load of meetings, certainly in the education sector, um where people would tell us you know it's never going to catch on it's never going to be something that that people you know subscribe to and, and, and will accept in their daily lives so you know fast forward a few years and we are you know operating in certain key verticals so we work within the education sector which is one of our primary sectors we were working in recruitment we work in um automotive housing and government and as much as these things might seem quite sort of divorced from each other and maybe a little bit separate from each other, um, you know, what we're doing is we're not asking the end user to buy cans of Coke or bottles of water. These are all life-changing decisions, and these make a big impact on the way that we actually deliver campaigns for our clients. But also, you know, we, we think a lot more about the, the end user, and that's really, really important to us. So at the moment, we are about i think in the last count was 18 of us um and you know we've come from fairly humble beginnings we've got a very sort of clear culture policy as well in that we are we're very much focused on our team first and you're not going to like this one but uh, clients come second i'm afraid <laughs> i'm with you on that you know your people are yeah your absolute priority and if you get that right then the the output the relationships the delivery yeah. will be excellent yeah, I mean, we subscribe to the sort of the Richard Branson principle where he said, if you look after your staff and you treat them how they, you know, you would like to be treated, they will look after your customers in the same way. And that's that's exactly how we we based it. Um, and it seems to work. You know, we've got a really, really cool team. Retention's high. You know, we, we attrition is low. So it's, yeah, it's a nice sort of place to be in you said um you were a little bit too early when you kind of came to market i remember my first job out of uni was for a mobile marketing agency um and at the time we were doing text codes like you know text win to yeah. 85 with newspapers and that was like cutting edge technology at the time and to see the space evolve is i mean and it, it continues to evolve I mean, how how do you keep up with that? And kind of what do you see as your leading products? And and for those at universities in marketing teams listening, you know, where should they be looking at um, on mobile? There's two key things from the mobile perspective that drive change. Um, the first one is technology. Um, the second one is end user behavior. And 
the problem that we have is that those two things are often intertwined. So, you know, one affects the other. Um, end user behavior will drive technological change. Technological change will drive consumer behavior. So for universities and for colleges, um, it's quite difficult to sort of keep on top of those changes. For our sins, we, we probably pick the, the most um, fast moving and expensive sector that we possibly could in terms of mobile. And, you know, if you look at things like, um, you know, when you look at the phone itself, once they added to the camera, that changed behavior. So we all started doing selfies. You know, the addition of video cameras added things like TikTok into the frame. So all these sorts of things will, will change behavior. And I think the universities and colleges to keep up um, in that particular sector, they, they've got to actually either subscribe to a provider who can help them with that technological change or, um, you know, invest the money themselves and do it, you know, from the get-go. It's quite, I suppose the education sector is a bit strange because they are, you know, they're, they're working with a group of people who are the biggest adopters of technology, the biggest adopters and users of mobile technology, and yet they are the most slow to react and slow to uptake mobile as an advertising platform than any other sector. It's the, the one that we we spend more time educating people in um, than any other, which is is ironic given their, their user audience. So yeah, it's it's a really difficult market for, for universities, but you know, this is why we, we've put together quite a sort of comprehensive range of products and services which look at the the end user, look at the um you know, the way that they're actually using this technology um, and it, it, it matches those particular groups. You mentioned, you know, you do a lot of education within the education sector. Mm. And for those that might not have done mobile advertising with you before, like, what would you say your leading format or product is that you'd want people to consider? There is no one leading product. Um, what we tend to do is we don't sort of pigeonhole education into one particular product or service because every university is different every college is different every campaign is different and for us it, it's about looking at that brief and looking at you know who the end user is what are their behaviors what are the key stakeholders want to get out of this particular process what's the, the sort of key result areas and for us it's about tailoring a campaign to suit the brief and sometimes you know the answer is going to be no because you know, mobile's not the right format. It isn't the right uh, media that you should be going at. So, you know, we've got to be honest with clients. We've got to be open with them, and we've got to talk to them about, you know, what are the sort of the benefits or the the, the pitfalls of doing mobile advertising? Because sometimes it just doesn't work. It's good to have that um, that honesty and and strategic perspective when you're speaking to clients. Because I can imagine there are so many different approaches you can take with mobile, and something that um, we speak to clients a lot about especially with faux media is where you sit in the funnel um you know from from research right the way down to people you know maybe at clearing where we're pinning locations or we're really kind of speaking to students at a really critical moment for decision making when do universities start advertising with you uh, traditionally like what part in the cycle would you start a conversation with the university the introduction we get for a university is it tends to be a clearing because that seems to be the sort of the bit where they struggle more than than any other. And it's 
it's the most competitive time of year. Um, it's the most difficult time of year. So we do tend to see universities coming in at that point. Um, now, clearing is an interesting one because, you know, you, there's no sort of key targeting parameter which says I have, you know, not done as well as I wanted or I've done far better than I expected. You know, th there's a lot of sort of um, things that come into the mix that, that make targeting quite difficult to clearing. But the great thing about mobile is that you can do location-based targeting. So we can actually pinpoint those schools. So if they're actually going in to collect their results on results day, we can actually pinpoint where they're going to be at that particular time. And we can see the, the Mac codes of the phones and we can use that as a, as a first party data source and retarget it later. So it's quite a sort of a niche product. Um, but then obviously once we've done the clearing cycle, then we start talking to them about form filling and then it'll be open days and then it'll be moving on to the MBA cycle. And, and it's it's a never ending cycle. Um, and it's it's not one that, like I say, we, we don't take it as being a sort of like, you know, right, okay, we did the same thing last year. We'll do the same thing this year because technology's moved and, you know, we've moved from, you know, generation Z to generation alpha, which is hugely important and things change. So for us, it's a very sort of, it's a never ending cycle of change. And that is why I love higher education. Like there's never a dull moment, is there? And there's always you've always got to think about what's next, not just from a campaign perspective, but innovation and, and engagement. And um, on the content side, is there any content that kind of stands out for you for you from the campaigns you've run? Who's doing it really well? I suppose one of the ones that really intrigued me and really sort of got me going, um, it wasn't actually a university project, but it's got some really interesting sort of um, examples within it. And it was the pedestal project which was really the United States. And this was a, a an AR project which utilized the mobile device. And in the USA, the, they had, a, I think it was about 1,800 um, statues which harked back to the Confederate days, which had, a, I suppose, some kind of racist um, connotation to them. And a lot of them were taken down, and the pedestals that they were mounted on, these, these statues, were, were just like, empty. So the pedestal project actually th thought, right, let's do something for good here. So it was an AR campaign which looked at, you know, you pointed it at the particular pedestal and you could select a person to go on there. So it's normally somebody like Jesse Jackson or Malcolm X. And plumbed into the actual AR was a really intriguing uh, element where it, it brought these people to life. So they were on the pedestal talking to you about what they did and, and, you know, the difference that they made. And then people shared it with Instagram. And it was it was an absolutely amazing campaign. You know, they thought about the technology that was in the phone. They thought about, you know, what was current. And, you know, they used technology to, to actually get that message out there. It was an amazing campaign. Um, you know, it was... And, and universities can learn a lot from that. It's, sometimes it's, it's not the delivery. It's, sometimes it's the message sounds incredible and I'm definitely researching that after this and yeah do it's it's great I think that would be an amazing opportunity yeah, for a university to to integrate that I mean not just on their campus but around the cities you know you could you could build something really interactive with prospective students I guess one of the the challenges within higher education I'm sure you you find this as well is um 
yeah we can plan a year or two ahead but really a, a lot of the time you're focused on what's directly in front of you so it's mm. how can how can we kind of think about content in in a kind of a longer term way as opposed to those those short campaigns that, that come up in clearing and open days the problem you've got is that if you look at the generation that they're, they're targeting right now so generation alpha is is the one that they're sort of going to be riding on on for quite some time um their behaviors are completely different so content is is really quite key but it's not particularly so much as you know what you're doing in terms of the actual delivery and the actual creativity that goes into it you, you've got to sort of take into account the way that they they've grown up in a, in a world where the smartphone's always been there so for them their sort of take on technology is a little bit sort of blasé maybe and they they look at it from the point of view of yeah 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 it's it's there it's a thing it's part of my life um whereas generation z or gen z as, as they like to call them um are still wowed by technology so the gen generation alpha is more intrigued by brands engaging with them in a creative sort of way but it's more about when they want it to actually target them in a location which is relevant or to target them in a um a contextual way which is really relevant you know that's what they're looking for so universities have got a really difficult problem because they've got to balance that sort of creative approach with a more sort of like in-depth targeted approach as well um, i'm looking forward to a generation alpha coming through to the employment sector because they're very much old school as well they understand that to actually achieve something you've got to work for it and i think that extends into their adoption of, of technology and also their adoption of you know engagement with brands they know that brands have got to work hard to get their their attention and i suppose universities you know they have to speak to gen z and gen alpha kind of at the same time as part of the same strategy a lot of the time but let's just talk about gen alpha for a minute because yeah you know they'll be here before you know it they'll be they'll be coming through yeah. university doors you mentioned kind of the content they want like what advice would you give to universities thinking about a content strategy for gen alpha right now we looked at this um, a while ago um certainly in the college sector because they are already targeting generation alpha that's that's a done deal for them relevance is key you know th the days of doing content on things like TikTok, where it was very sort of you know we could do a little bit of slapstick or we could do some sort of humorous generation alpha seem not to be interested too much in that they are actually interested in learning and they're interested in experiences so you know the content's got to sort of move away from sort of being a little bit quirky to being actually quite factual and quite down to earth because this generation is very much um very grounded very sort of like aware of what's going on in the world and i think they they're expecting us to certainly deliver brands which ref you know definitely reflect that so um i think from a from a content element i think it's got to be short sweet but it's got to be informative and that's what they're after you know for them their time is quite precious and you know they don't want to waste it anymore that's so interesting i think you know that they're obviously thinking cost of living crisis cost of cost of education they do have to have quite a practical and pragmatic uh head and approach to their decision making and yeah I, it'll be interesting to see how 
they convert you know throughout the cycle how that differs and yeah. how strategies need to change i don't know i don't know how it's going to impact i mean it's i suppose if i knew the answer to that i'd be sat on the back of a very nice yacht somewhere but um they are very much you know attuned to the idea that work is a, is a real thing and they know that they can't just expect things to be delivered to them but how this translates into the numbers going through the university doors, I'm not 100% sure. My, my gut feel is that we'll see less students applying. Um, I think a lot more will actually think, go down the line of apprenticeships or may go into something sort of off their own back. You know, they're a very entrepreneurial lot. And yeah, it, it'd be interesting to see how it pans out. I think universities are going to have to do a lot of work to to get those people through the doors. And I think it's going to become very, very competitive. You know, um, I remember when the when the fees went up and the caps were lifted, you know, like that was that was massive in the sector. And I'm sure there'll be iterations of that as um, you know, as as behavior changes um yeah. on the student side. Well, I think on a from a parental perspective as well, it's interesting because yeah, my my children are 13 and 15. I, I really would like them to go to university. Um we've had the luxury as parents of knowing that they are going to graduate with 50, 60,000 pounds worth of debt. And it's meant that as parents, this generation, certainly my generation, we could do something about it. So, you know, when you talk to parents of my, my age group, they've already got investment funds set aside. It's almost going to the American system where college funds are being set up. Um, and I'm hoping that that will in turn drive more to go to university because you know that that cost isn't going to be there for them hopefully so navigating this interesting minefield together kind of what what can we expect from faux media like wh where do you see your kind of offering going in these next few years we spend an awful lot in fact pretty much all of our profits um go back into research and development because of the nature of the the sort of sector we've chosen uh, it moves quick, it moves fast. Um, and of course, we've seen changes over the last few years with things like GDPR, which has affected targeting. We're kind of, in the mobile sector, we are kind of beholden to the idea that Apple and Google are, are the ones that will drive change and will drive the products. And that's, to some extent, that's quite correct. But I think what people forget is, I mean, we get a lot of sort of stick about the fact that, you know, oh, you know, privacy is going to be, you know, stop me from doing any advertising. It isn't because this is being driven by two companies whose core business is advertising. So, you know, they want you to do it their way and that's fair enough. But what we found is that um, certainly in the last sort of 12 months, combining technologies and combining data has become a really, really powerful tool. So, we we work closely with Experian, who are one of the biggest data houses in the in the country. They do a lot of credit scoring. You know, they're the ones that are responsible for mosaic profiling. Um, and a lot of the data that they have is it's not privacy-based, so it's accessible to, to most. It's hugely expensive, but it gives us location-based targeting for really, really quite drilled down demographics and interests life cycles so we know you know if you said to me right give me a list of all the postcodes of houses where there are 16 to 18 year olds living 
yeah, we can do that. That's not a problem. And using mobile because it's that transient sort of, you know, constantly on the move uh, product, we can target people in those locations at that time. So for us, it's about sort of second guessing what Apple and Google are going to do and, you know, looking at what, what technology is available out there. And I think that's been sort of part of the success of the business because we've looked at things independently. So we looked at Experian independently on its own. It's a very powerful tool, but you combine that with mobile and the, the, the features and technologies within mobile, and you've got like an Uber product there. So for us, it's about continuing to do that and then continuing to drive that sort of technological change, um, but doing it in a really clever way. I'm a big fan of Experian Mosaic data, and I can see how powerful a combination that would be. And I think just thinking about higher education, the more use of data, the better, because universities have so much data at their disposal. And if if we can work with institutions and take the time to really understand that data and, you know, breathe mm. it into the likes of Experian Mosaic, that can only be a good thing for their campaigns and their reach. Absolutely. I think the one thing, though, that universities need to sort of focus on, certainly in the next, well, they should be doing it now, is actually separating out the data that they have from the campaigns that they've been running. So at the moment, you know, when we talk to universities, the, the campaigns, certainly digital campaigns that they've run, they they don't separate it out to begin with between desktop and mobile, which they should be doing, because the two things are, are totally different. Behaviors with them, the technology is totally different. Um, but what they're doing is they're, they're lumping the two things together and we're trying to push and we're trying to educate a lot of the institutions to say, look, you need to have a mobile strategy because it's different. You need to have a desktop strategy because that's different too. And you can't, when it comes to an, analyzing a campaign, you can't bring those two together because you know, you're not comparing apples with apples. These are totally different things. So I think you know, if universities are, are gonna do anything this year, it is to separate those two things out and to understand that there is a big difference in, in the way that people respond to it. They've got a big job ahead of them. And I think, you know, hopefully the changes in, in Google Analytics that we're gonna see this year, that's gonna make a difference as well. I think it'll give them a lot more in the way of visibility as to what campaigns are actually doing, what they're achieving. That's a really great piece of advice and something, you know, we we really look at as well the, the difference by um device because as you say completely different um functionality purpose user experience this call's been amazing i feel like i could speak to you for hours about mobile um but it sounds like you're quite busy yourself with with all these exciting plans um so yeah i mean we're, we're actually in the middle of a, a huge change program within the business so we we looked at um what happens at the very start of the process right the way through to the end of the process and we've actually drawn a um a flow chart which is about so this table here is four and a half meters long it actually is longer than that and it was like oh my god is this what we're really doing this is how we're working so huge change program going on here so i'm in the middle of trying to fix all of that um and in the meantime we're still doing what we're doing so yeah it's great fun and doing it well. Um, just as a final note for anyone listening that doesn't work with Faux Media, how can they get in contact with you to, to kind of set up a discussion? Just jump onto our website, which is uh, foamedia.co.uk. Um, and we've got uh, 
three sales guys who can who can talk to you about you know what we do and how we do it. Um, we don't do hard sell, so if it's not for you, it's not for you. So yeah, by all means, just give us a call. Thank you so much, James. It has been wonderful chatting Thank to you. Thank you. I'm sure our listeners will, will love all that insight. Wishing you all the best with your upcoming plans. Thank you. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Keep us busy. Thanks, James. All right. Good to talk to you. Cheers. Bye.